You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 94. The 94th edition. The 94th edition. Can I be right? Is this episode 94? Damn. Yeah, that sounds about right. Wow, how do you like that? How do you yeah, like that? 94, man. Um, Class of 94 edition. My high school year. Well, you're going to have to carry us for, uh, for a couple of reasons. One... Um, I've really done nothing in the last week, so I, I have no, uh, I have nothing to, to contribute. Um, I haven't done all that much. <laughs> we're in trouble. Um, on a, the bright side, this might be our last episode because um, about an hour ago, probably an hour, maybe maybe less than an hour ago. You got a cease and desist lawyer from letter from some lawyers or something. <laughs> No, worse. I thought I was having a heart attack. Oh, you can't afford to die yet, man. Well, tell me. We about haven't even it. made it to a hundred. This is this is where the the quandary comes in. So, one, I'm pretty sure it's not a heart attack because it's on the right side. Yeah. And and I don't think uh, at this point they, I'm pretty sure they would have figured out if I had one of those congenital conditions where my heart was on the wrong side of my body. <laughs> so I'm guessing it, it's not my heart. I guess it's something else. Secondly, um, I'm probably not going to die, or at least I won't be rushed to the emergency room because I just spent a half an hour trying to figure out how to log into my health insurance so I can make sure that all my premiums were up to date. And now that they're up to date, I can almost guarantee that I won't be headed to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I got that going for me. Yeah. I don't it's one of those things, you know, like I don't know, maybe I need something to eat something or maybe I need to rest. You're not dying, Cameron. You just don't have anything better to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. That's exactly what I feel like. I, I feel exactly like Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> And I've got to talk. When Sanders was in Egypt's land, <laughs> let my Sanders go. <laughs> so I, I, literally, I'm laying upstairs on my bed, and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, where's my insurance card? I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't, I don't know if I paid the premium. All right. Oh, first. I think I- in your world, you know, you as Cameron, Sanders as Cameron, I think Mike Peters would be your Ferris Bueller. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a couple things. Michael Peters, you're my hero. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a couple funny things about that. Is one, I just watched Ferris Bueller uh, like two weeks ago. I bought it on Blu ray because I saw it on Amazon for like five bucks like a month ago. I can't. I forgot. How great that movie was! It still yeah, it's holds, a classic. It still holds up. Yeah. Pardon yep. my French, but Rooney, you're an asshole. <laughs> Rooney. Oh. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. I don't trust him as far as I'm. I could throw him. And with your bad knee, you shouldn't be throwing anything. <laughs> uh, um. Unequivocally, 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 Mike Peters would be my Ferris Bueller, without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt. Which, um, which reminds me of the time that Mike Peters ended up in the hospital. Uh, hmm. He and I, he and I got into some shenanigans um, one evening, and I didn't hear from him the next day. The freshman year, I think we were in Brewster Bowling. Yeah. And he didn't come to breakfast. He didn't, you know, he didn't uh, show up for lunch. Reached out to Peter, reached out to Reardon and and was like, hey, man, where's Peters? 
He's like, oh, I don't know, man. He went to the health center this morning, and uh, and I haven't seen him since. So this is before cell phones. Nobody has text message. There's no mm-hmm. tweets or Facebook posts or whatever. And uh, it turns out he went to the the student center with uh, with abdominal pains. Hmm. And they said, oh, you're probably just hungover. He said, no, I know what it's like to be hungover. I'm not hungover. And they went to dismiss him. And he said, no, no, trust me. I, I need to see somebody. And sure enough, his appendix burst. If they would have sent him on his way. I knew that's what you're going to say. He would have died. Yeah. You know? My sister almost died from that when she was like, probably like seven or eight. Because the hospital misdiagnosed it. That's crazy. It, I don't know that. I don't know why that's not the first thing they check. Yeah, because it would seem like it'd be a real, a, re- a reasonably easy diagnosis to rule out. Yep. Just check. Yep. Appendage intact, no problem. Move on. I mean, but the problem is. I mean, think about the world at large. How many incompetent people out there? People are lazy and don't want to deal with stuff. And want just the medical field's full of those people too. Well, now you go to the you go to the hospital, or you go to the emergency room, or you go to even the doctor. You see fifteen intake specialists before you even get anywhere. Yeah. Right? There's the there's the desk. Um, jockey, then there's the person that comes in and takes your blood pressure, then there's the person that takes blood out of your left arm, then there's the person that takes blood out of your right arm, and then there's the person that comes to make sure you who you are who you say you are, then there's a the person that comes and scans your wristband. It's like a yeah. never-ending... And that's why it costs so much, because that's part of why it all costs so much. Well, no joke. All no the joke. layer that and all the layers of... Uh, administration and bureaucracy because of all the insurance stuff, all that BS, you know? Yeah. Well, drives the cost of all that stuff up that I went to a couple weeks ago, maybe months ago. I don't know if we talked about it, but I had, uh, I, I had just like a sore throat and, and, uh, like a congestion, but I'm really prone to ear infections. A 42 year old man who's prone to ear infections. I'm like a small child. Yep. But, I know when it's coming on, and I know that I can, uh, I can get ahead of it if I get some some decongestant, some antibiotic right off the bat, and I go, I look for the nearest walk-in clinic that my health insurance covers, and they say it's at the hospital. I said, okay, that's kind of strange, but whatever. I walk in, I go, I follow the uh, the directions. It's the emergency room. And I say to the lady, listen, I'm not here for an emergency. I just need the walk-in clinic. And she's like, well, do you want, you know, ready care or the clinic? They're two different things. And I'm like, oh, man, I have no idea. Here's what, what I have. What does that even mean? Exactly. Right. <laughs> I said, I have a sore throat. This is not an emergency. I just need to, like, see a practitioner or something. And she's like, okay. All right, go sit over there. I check in, whole deal. Sure enough, they bring me to the triage in the emergency room. I'm like, okay, well, just maybe it's different paperwork. I don't know. Copay, hundred bucks. I'm like, fuck. I'm in the emergency room. I'm in the system now. And sure enough, I get a bill from my insurance company the other day for eight hundred and seventy-five dollars because they'd only cover half of it. Damn. And now I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with this? Yeah. Roscoe tells me I should fight it, and and I'll have a pretty good shot of, of getting it knocked down. But that it's healthcare. Why should I have to go fight it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I don't know. This is how it starts. Forty five minutes later, we start. We're railing about uh, health insurance. So uh, let's get back to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can talk about exorbitant prices, though. Oh, yeah? Like how much it cost one of my errands tonight because I've been driving around with the Fagans poster in the back of my in my trunk. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'll go get it framed. And I had the, my free Chipotle burrito that expired tomorrow because I don't know if you saw that. You know, Chipotle had all that uh, E. coli business going on. 
Yes, they had the and then they business. shut down all Chipotle's on February eighth. So I had this. I never go to Chipotle, but I saw that they were doing the free burrito thing that day. You know, I saw a thing saying you text this and you'll get a free burrito from Chipotle. So I did, and I went in there and got my free burrito for dinner. But uh, the place where I went to get stuff framed, the Chipotle's near there. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I went to get framed because I was like, well, good. That'll give me a reason to finally go to the frame store. I'm thinking I'm going to drop like a hundred something bucks on framing that poster. You know, the guy rings it up, you know, and they got this deal where all the frames are supposed to be on sale. He's like, oh, you're saving so much money. You know, I knew it wasn't going to be good when he told me how much I was saving. <laughs> He's like, you're saving 500 something dollars. Oh, my God. And then it rings up the final bill with tax and everything. You know, at that point, you know, he's like, it's going to be this much before he even uh, ran my card and everything. And I'm, you know, it's like at that point, I'm going to be like, oh, let's call it off after I sat there for like 20 minutes, gone over everything, exactly what I wanted the frame to look like in the matting and bullshit, you know? Right, right. Uh, you know, so I was like, I was like, oh, well. You know, he's like, well, one thing, it's very long. That adds a lot to it. He's like, these frames are from, you know, they're made in Italy. You know, and I was like, yeah. And I knew that when I opened it up, too. When I when I rolled out the poster in there, I was like, man, this thing's a lot bigger than I than I thought, you know? So is it not a standard size poster? It's like 38 inches high. That's pretty... Uh, you know, but the thing is, like a standard poster, you don't get framed. <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> True. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the size of, like, the type of poster. But most of, uh, and I came home and I got stuff framed. And most of the stuff I framed in the house, none of it's as big as that fucking thing. You know? Yeah, good point. I'm trying to go around my house and think about any, you know. I mean, that's it's more than three feet long. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true, right? Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. I thought it was good. I knew I was gonna take a hit, but when he, well, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> He's like, "Well, it's because it's you know it's really long. That adds to the price." He's like, "I can thin down the mat a little bit." I was like, "Okay, that's fine." But point, I'm like, "What am I gonna have to take it out of here and go try to shop for a cheaper frame to save maybe forty bucks?" Right. You know. Either way, it's a fucking it's going to be expensive to frame this you know yeah that's it you're gonna leave it hanging you can't tell you can't you don't want it to divulge how much is it that exorbitant that people will be like one you're worried about people coming to rob you now because you you've got an expensive frame you know how people um yeah well the frame shouldn't be i mean it's just that it's I just can't believe I spent that amount of money on one fucking thing to get framed, like 300 bucks. That's fucking ridiculous. Oh, at least you saved 500. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you made 200 on the deal, dude. And I, I, I can't, I'm kind of thinking, who the fuck is dropping 800 something dollars on this? Adam Seriously, Shine. it's not like it's a gilded frame or anything, you know? Right. Adam Shine's mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. That's what I'm thinking, too. I'm like, this isn't even a real, it isn't even an original print. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that multimillionaire who's from a family of multimillionaires, I'm sure, anyway, has that on his wall. Right. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag <that's-> Fagans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so true, so true. Last um, year, like when I first moved to house, I had, I had three things I wanted to get framed. You know, I went to like, like this little art gallery place, but I heard that had reasonable framing. You know, it was three things that had been sitting around for years, and you know they framed it. I think all combined, all three things cost maybe 500 bucks or something. I remember thinking that's so ridiculous, you know? Yeah. I am. Um, I'm really curious how much they would have charged for the framing at that place. Now I just kind of assume gone to the chain frame shop, you know, and I went to friggin' Michael's, you know, you figure that would hold down the price a bit, you know? 
When, oh, yeah. See, I don't know. I think I think Michael's is running a racket. They are because they're claiming you're getting 50% off all these frames plus an extra 25%, which is why I'm saving myself 500-something dollars. Right. <laughs> but I am thinking because, like, out of the things I had framed at that place, it's the matting that draws up, drives up the prices. Okay. You know, because, you know... I have, I'm trying, I have three things in the house. I think the most expensive one they framed was the one with the matting around it. And the, I remember they probably charged 200 something for that. And the post, the Fagan's poster is bigger than, than that thing, you know? So it probably would have ended up being the same. Cause what I'm sure Michaels is doing is claiming you're getting a better deal, but they're probably still charging the same amount as any other place. Right. Um, I did a little ocular survey of 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 my walls and I've got three pictures worth anything. Yeah. The, the closest thing I have to art. <clears throat> they are um one is a picture of the Asbury Park boardwalk done in black and white and the other two are just scenic shots of the Jersey Shore that um uh, Angie's brother's brother-in-law did. Okay. So they kind of, we knew the artist and they're cool. Black and white shots. But they came, oh no, the two we bought from him, he framed for us. He framed and Matt. I don't know if it was part of the... Well, they, uh, they're just photographs? They like 8 by 10s Yeah, probably 8 by 10 Yeah. Probably eight by ten, but they're matted and they're you know, um, you know that black metal framing. Yeah, I I have one like that that I got at a auction for charity type of thing. It's a photograph in a black frame with a mat around it. Yeah, of an owl in the woods. I think I paid twenty bucks for it at the auction. At the back, on the back, they have those metal brackets that you screw in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so. Um, those are all three of those photos are in those three kinds. I guess they're probably pretty standard for um, they're probably pretty standard for you know artists, yeah, 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 photographers, stuff like that. Other than that, I don't I don't have a framed. Oh, I have a, a Andrew's grandmother did a painting that I have in the living room. It's kind of cool, like a Bob Ross type of deal. Yeah. And that came with a frame, nice wooden frame, but it's uh, yep. it's on canvas, so there's no oh, okay. glass, there's no mat. Yep. It's just like right on this old wooden frame. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't even know what to do in the frame game. Well, that's the problem with framing, you know. Custom framing always costs a shitload of money, you know, like because it's custom, and there's no you can never get a price. For how much a custom frame is going to cost, too, which is another annoying thing about it, you know? <laughs> no one can just call. You can't just call anybody and they'll tell you, you know? Right. Like, it's such a, you know, it's like one of those things. They get several items like that out in the world, you know? Like, stuff that you just can never find the price for unless you actually buy it, you know? <laughs> and or Or you're in an uncomfortable position of... Once you get the price, you got to tell the guy no. Like the guy that was friends with my cousin who gave me a quota security system for my house that was like four to $500 more than I got it from somebody else. You know? Right, right. And he's in my house. I'm like, all right, dude, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those really uncomfortable situations I hate to be in. And that's kind of how it was with the frame thing is like, Fuck it. I knew I was going to pay a ridiculous amount of money. But I have a lot of stuff that I just frame myself. You know? Yeah. But even frames you just buy yourself. Like, even, like, a poster frame you buy yourself. That shit they even charge way more than it seems like they should be charging for it. You know? Exactly. It's like $40 for a fucking poster frame. It's like, why is that 40 bucks? You know? You know what I'm saying? I do. I hear you, man. Yeah. I hear you. But, um, yeah, I mean, so I haven't even gotten, like, my 
law school diploma, my bar roll, or any of that shit ever framed. I don't even know where all that stuff is. I know it's not here. Well, some of it might be, but I'm pretty sure the the bar roll I don't think is here. That I don't know where any of that stuff is. I had gotten my law school diploma framed. Um, I think as part of uh, the process when I ordered it. Okay. You could get it framed at that time, and I did because I actually used to have it hanging in my office when I worked at the NEC, and then now, yeah, it was hanging it at my parents' house uh, in the in the off office. We call it the library in the in my dad's the office. Library. But I think he took it down, put it somewhere else. I got yeah, I gotta track that down. Yeah, I gotta track that down. I mean, I have my uh, Syracuse diploma framed because when I was living at that apartment at 708 Comstock, whoever lived there before me, yeah. left a brand new Syracuse frame. You know you know how they make their Syracuse frames they sell at the bookstore? Yep. It was in the box, never opened up in the closet that was in my room. I was like, oh, great. I got a diploma frame now. So that's pretty sweet. I, um... Because they charged like a hundred something dollars for those, I remember. I didn't frame my Syracuse diploma. I had it. Uh, there was another option where you could have mounted it on a on a plaque. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where it's like it's like shellacked on or something. Yeah, and growing up, yeah. that's my dad's looked like that. Okay, but that must have been cool in the '60s, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was the one I got. The same but that even tells you the frame racket. Syracuse sells that frame. I, I wonder how I, maybe it's the same price now as it was 20 years ago, but that frame was 100 bucks, Right. You know? Just the frame. Not to get it framed. You know? Did it so come like, with like a, a mat and everything? Yeah. And you do it. I remember, you know, like you got to wait till... Months after you graduate to actually get your diploma in the mail. Right. So I remember actually framing it. I was like, I hope I don't fuck this up. You know? <laughs> you know, because you got to make sure to get it on there straight, you know, because I got like little corner things, you know, and I'm pretty sure I didn't F it up. So but- does it, it's a wooden frame with a black mat? It's like a navy blue mat. It's got the seal on it, you know. Is the seal up top? Uh, I don't even know now. It might be up top, or maybe below it. I'm not sure because you can. You can I still haven't. I still haven't hung it. It's it's somewhere in my bed. It's somewhere in the spare bedroom with all the other uh, stuff that was supposed to get hung up that I never hung up. In uh, sixteen you can, months, uh, you can get a, a something that approximates. Your frame for 125 bucks. Yeah, and that's just for the frame. Right. So that's just the ra- the frame racket. So when I can find something like where it's already framed, I'll buy it. Like I have two things I got at this silent auction for a fundraiser. And it was right when I bought the house. So I was like, oh, I need artwork. And it was stuff that no one bid on. So I got, you know, and they all had like starting bids of 20 bucks. I think I paid 25 for one and straight up 20 for the other and i'm like great because they obviously were looking to make more money off of this than that you know they were like photographers work you know right yeah sort of probably in the same vein of your uh of your former brother-in-law's (laughs) brother-in-law exactly exactly (laughs) yeah yeah so the frame racket's out of control um I did a little more inventory while we were chatting, and I, I failed to point out that I do have um, the original cells of the Sanders and Jeans comic that Mike I, Peters and I did. Yes, I remember seeing that in your house. He, that is also in the black metal frame. So, anything you that I bring that into yourself? the house. No, no, Peter framed it for me. Okay. So from this point on, any any other art I bring into this house is gonna have to be put in the black frame. So that's easy. Yeah, yeah, those are easy. Yeah, I mean, I have some some cheap frames that I just bought stuff 
you know, and that just bought and put stuff in, like, and it's not expensive stuff, it's just that, like, just, it looks decent, you know? Yeah. It gives a little flair to the house. You buy these little cheap frames and put a interesting picture in, you know? Uh, for Christmas, Roscoe bought me. Got some absolute vodka ads framed. <laughs> <laughs> just taped just to like the wall. Just like we're back, like freshman in college, you know. <laughs> just taped to the wall over holes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we got a. F- I really had to throw Dolph off, so I put it in a frame over a hole. <laughs> but you remember people used to like when you're like a teenager, or, like freshman, like. People legitimately hanging the absolute vodka stuff everywhere. You know? Um, yeah. Well, oh, bra, absolute New Orleans. Oh, cool. Right. That's like a right. trumpet. I was trying to think what was their uh, what was their um, campaign, but it was like right. It was yeah. Absolute it, Sanders. It took yeah. <laughs> it took the form of of whatever it was trying to say. Right? Do they still yeah. have those? Uh I don't know. I haven't looked at like a Rolling Stone magazine or anything in such a long time. <laughs> I imagine they probably do. Let's see. Oh uh, yeah, 2014. They've got some here. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. They're not as clever anymore. Yeah, I guess they ran out of ideas. What uh, what were you gonna say about Roscoe? Um. Oh, for Christmas he had he had bought me the uh, Sandman poster. Oh, nice! You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I remember you actually telling me about that. Um, what, and uh, I mean, you didn't tell me why I'm buying you the poster, but you pointed me in the direction of that poster at some point. Yes, I'm sure. I did. <laughs> right, I was probably trying to pimp a Christmas gift from you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure we discussed it on the podcast too. So at some point, it's uh, it's Sandman, Port, and Sherry, and um, yeah, I was gonna say it's a French, it's a French thing, right? Yeah, and it, there's a huge poster in Fagans. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why. Because so, it was when we were up there in September. Yep, I never. It gravi- all comes back to Fagans. I never gravitated towards the art of choosing poster. I always gravitated, obviously, to the Sandman poster. And I had one, and I thought I had it in my Asbury Park life. And I, I thought hmm. it hung in my living room, but for some reason, um, I can't find it anymore. I don't know what happened to it. And I think I was commiserating one day with Roscoe about you know my my lost Sandman poster, and he bought it <laughs> for me. And he and when he gave it to me, he said, "Hey, listen, this is only part of the gift. The other part." is I will frame it for you. And sure enough, we've already had this the conversation about framing and um you know, I've done my own work trying to price out frames. That's just unreasonable for me to you know, expect that another grown yeah. man <laughs> will pay to frame, you know, my oversized again, it's an oversized poster. Well, that's that's what sucks when it's stuff that's not standard size either. Right. Exactly. Like that Fagan's poster kind of had to be framed anyway. You know? You, I don't know. You just don't want to slap it in some, you know? You know what and, I'm saying? And they can afford it. Wait, what? And they can afford it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, like I have this thousand piece puzzle I did and I was like, great. I'll just get, to, I'll just go buy a frame and frame it. You know? And hang it on a room, you know, add it, put somewhere around the house where I need something on the walls. You know, it's like the history of rock and roll. Pro- problem is, I finished this puzzle probably eight months ago. It's just been sitting there for eight months because it's a weird size. And I'm not getting it custom framed. When you know? Angie and I bought the condo, so that's 2007. I don't know, how long ago is that? 2007 was nine years ago now. So nine years ago, uh, when we moved in, my mom went online and bought an Asbury Park puzzle. Okay. And 
what it does is you tell them what your address is, and it makes that piece the center of the puzzle, and it makes it look like a house. Oh, cool. So it's really cool. Problem with that is, is if 304 4th Ave is going to be the center of your puzzle, more than half of the puzzle is just ocean. <laughs> so that was a son of a bitch to put together but we got it together and it looked great and we shellacked it so it wouldn't fall apart but it's been nine years and and it's not in a frame because it's gonna cost a ton to get that thing framed yeah so I don't yeah i mean it's it ridiculous it's gotta be somewhere around here are you looking for the Puzzle? Yeah, well, right now I, I I should pay attention to you, but yes, I was looking for something. I'm, I'm always trying to figure out what what exactly is going on with you. The idea that you're able to show me like like are you like just amongst a friggin' pile of crap? I'm <laughs> just gonna be like should be somewhere around here. Wait, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> like you're one of these hoarders who just living amongst all this piled up piled up friggin' miscellaneous crap, you know? Oh, oh well here's the Asbury Park Gazette from December twenty fifth, nineteen seventy two. I, you know? I still subscribe to the Daily Orange. I get mail service of the yeah. <laughs> Cause those crazy those uh when they call those hoarders, they always have newspapers. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. All right, we're back. We're back. Although nobody needs to know that we were gone. Um, back from where? Back from you going around looking for that po- that puzzle. <laughs> no, it's right here. <laughs> I told you, you it's got to right, be around here right somewhere. On top of it, huh? <laughs> um mail mail is my bugaboo yeah that one i just can't stand to open it because it's never anything good it's oh. either junk mail or it's bad yeah i mean i have important mail and it's just sitting there because i know it's all tax shit and i don't feel like dealing with it right now oh i haven't even started to sift through any of that no shit. it's all just sitting it's piling up like today, I got another one from the IRS, you know, and I think it's like forms, you know. It's like, oh, such crap to deal with, you know. Yeah, and anything good that's that that's supposed to come gets lost in the mail. Like I got a text message from um, my sister-in-law, Josh's wife, the other day. Said, "Hey, listen, be on the lookout, because uh, Cole has this flat Stanley project, and he." chose you to be his flat stanley ambassador you know do you know about flat stanley yeah it's like a little paper guy and you like kids see how far around the world perhaps even they can get them right and you take pictures with them different places well i don't know because my flat flat stanley invitation got lost in the asbury park mail Uh, okay because i saw i mean i i might say a news story about it once but then i uh, a Facebook friend had just put something up the other day of their flat sta- of their kids' flat Stanley uh, project. You know. So what's the gist of it? It seems like the flat Stanley, like, seems like I mean, and this is what I guess probably what your nephew's doing sends you to flat Stanley. I guess maybe you're supposed to take a picture of him, and then you send the flat Stanley back or something. And at the end, I this is what I'm guessing. He's like, you show the places where Flat Stanley went. That's where I think it might be, you know? So as the class, they put together their Flat Stanley adventure. And his went to Asbury Park, yeah. but another kid's could have gone to Detroit. Yeah, you're looking so this up right now? No, I'm hypothesizing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I think happens. I mean, I don't even think, I think, yeah, that's what I think happens, yeah. Okay, so at the end of the class, they'll have Flat Stanley will have gone on thirty different adventures if there's thirty kids in the class. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, now I have to find his teacher's email address and email her and explain that 
I was the Flat Stanley representative for Cole, and because the Asbury Park post office sucks, I lost. It got lost in the mail. Can she email me another one? Otherwise, the poor kid's gonna be the only kid in class without Flat Stanley. Yeah, unless another kid sent to somebody in Asbury Park. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to being, uh, in addition to being the funniest member of the family, uh, according to Cole. Yep. Um, I am also the most exotic because I don't think where he's coming from. Many of their relatives live in Asbury Park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The most so. Exotic. <laughs> Uh, hopefully I can figure it out because I think uh, I got a big plan for Stanley. I got a big I got a big plan for Stanley. I'm, I got big happenings. Okay. Um, one of which. Here he is, going around. It's around here somewhere. <laughs> through his piled up newspapers and cereal boxes and whatnot. I have. So the other day, <laughs> next on Hooters. Uh, what was the traumatic event that set this in motion? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't find it. But uh, we were talking about our travels to Oslo the other day. Yes, yes, we were. And I stumbled across. My journal. Remember I was telling yeah. you, I, I thought it would be a great idea to do a podcast with Reardon about our travels through Scandinavia and the Baltic. Um, but then after the reviews that I've gotten from the uh, Two Sorry Excuses crossover podcast, Greetings from Asbury Park, I've come to the sad conclusion that a spin-off project is not in my future. <laughs> <laughs> People weren't digging you and Roscoe's? No, they were not digging... Uh, they were not digging me and Roscoe. There was there was a couple, um, there were a couple of. Uh, I'm biased. I love Liv. Oh really? So they that was nice. They were like, I'm biased. I hate Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased. So, Is that for Mike? <laughs> uh, no. Who said that? Josh was a was a. I'm biased. I hate Bruce. Who who is biased that loves me? Um, Teresa Di Pasquale. I think it was Teresa Di Pasquale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they were not mixed reviews. All the reviews were it sucked. Where it where sucked. were these reviews posted? That's the question. I solicited them. Oh, okay. I solicited them. I would you know, I would I, like it if the review of I'm biased. I like live would have come from Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> Him just submarine in his own project. <laughs> well, um, I don't think R- Roscoe remembers recording it. Even better. So that uh, that puts a little monkey. I'm biased. I was way. drunk. <laughs> I'm drunk. I was biased. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but I found Wait, the Josh uh, says he doesn't like Bruce. He doesn't like Bruce, yeah. Oh God, he still lives in New Jersey. It's true. It's true. It it was only till recently. It wasn't until recently that I started uh, started liking Bruce. Yeah, but never, still, you don't never say really you considered, don't like him. It's true, right? It's true. Um, it, there it must be something in my family because my mom hated Bruce, but now she likes him. Yeah. Okay. I what think there's a period. That's a good question. I've never asked him. He's a big Almond Brothers fan, so. Oh, he's into a Southern rock. He is into a Southern rock. I, Bruce wasn't something that, um, that was in our repertoire yeah. as a. I mean, because the thing is, a, y'all a family. Not that y'all are just New Jersey people. Y'all are from Bruce country. Absolutely, you know, sure. Bruce yeah. is a shore guy. Yep. Yeah. 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 Jeez. I guess someone so, has to not like verse. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, you know, it's like when the Saints are in the Super Bowl and they're saying how many people 
and they say like 80 something percent it's like who are the freaking 15 to 16 percent in the city that just weren't watching the super bowl <laughs> you know i guess right like there were springsteen jerseys like i guess somebody's gonna be those people but who are they uh, there's a certain percentage um that are gonna just not have an interest in anything yep then there's a certain percentage that um, are backlash fans. Yeah. Or, oh, I guess they wouldn't be fans. They would just be contrarians. Contrarians. Good one. Yeah. I used to be like that about a lot of stuff, but try not to be about that so much anymore. Just go with the flow and deal with. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%, man. I agree with you 100%. I remember one of the things that I always prided myself in in law school and this is why I thought I was going to be the next Clarence Darrow was that I could formulate a argument simply based on whether or not I liked the person who was presenting a particular viewpoint in class yeah I didn't need to have a position yeah, I can invent the position based solely on my dislike f- for the person presenting. <laughs> <laughs> and there were some real douchebags in my in my law school class. Your law so, school class had a bunch of douchebags. What a shock! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never so would I, have imagined you went to a law school that was full of douchebags. <laughs> But I kind of had a feeling you did when you told me it was law school. <laughs> you know the worst sort of law school douche there is? The one, Which one? The ones who go to law school because they think, oh, I like to argue. You know those people? <laughs> yep. Like Not like argue logically. They just like to argue. Right, right, right. <laughs> They're just assholes. <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking huge dickhead. I'll go to law school. My favorite, my favorite, uh, um, law school origin story came from a kid who was in my section. So you go around, uh, you know, whatever that is, legal studies. Um, we we met. For the first week, just as, as our yeah, as we our did, legal like the orientation section. type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like bullshit, uh, fake classes you're in. Exactly, they don't count they, for anything, but they're kind of like moseying you into law school. And it's always the first year um, adjunct law professor that that's trying to make a career. Yeah. You know, transition from, from active practice to academia. Yeah. And, um, so we go around the, the room and, you know, introduce ourselves, where we're from, why we're in law school, what, what we want to practice. And so everybody's got the same generic answer, um, Want to make except, a difference in life? <laughs> basically, yeah. Basically, within my section was um, was Sherry Glazer of the Malcolm Glazers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She uh, she was a They're big Tulane people. The daughter in law. Okay. She married in. She married into the Glazers. Okay. Yeah, because they're um, big Tulane people. The Glazers. They gave a bunch yep. of money for their football stadium and stuff. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A um, couple other people have gone on to do some notable things, um, but my favorite was Brandon McCarthy the third. Brandon McCarthy the third. Now, who am probably... I supposed to know who he is by calling him the third, or, or is that just code for he's an asshole? <laughs> That's code for he's an asshole. Yeah. Well, he's about twenty-seven, and he was uh, he was very douchey, but he would have been a douche whether he was in law school or not. So he just he found his calling. Yeah. And on why he was at law school, uh, his response was, I don't know. I'm a McCarthy. That's what McCarthy's do. <laughs> oh, so I assume Brandon McCarthy Sr. and Jr. were both attorneys. Correct. Yeah. And his area of practice? Personal injury. 
Maritime law. <laughs> oh, maritime law. All right. Jones Act, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, needless to say, he ended up being a douche. Yep. God. McCarthy, that's what we do. I remember the kids that were driving up in freaking like sixty, seventy thousand dollar cars in law school. I was like, if I had that car, I wouldn't be in law school. Right. You know, I mean, if I already had a life where I had access to vehicles like that, I wouldn't be here. Because the only reason I'm here is because I need to do something so I can make money. Why the fuck are you coming here when you have a $70,000 car? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, how did we get on to this tangent? Um, I was looking for something in my... In my hoarder pile. Oh, I don't ex- <laughs> your hoarder pile. <laughs> I don't exactly know what uh, what brought us there, but um, he saves all the bread to his ties too. That's always the type of thing hoarders have. You know, they'll have ten thousand of those. You never know when you're gonna need one because. <laughs> Uh, it's all these crazy random shit like that. Like stuff that, yeah, a normal person would be like, yeah, it's good to have a couple of those bread twist ties, you know? But then a crazy <laughs> person keeps 10,000 of them. You'll never be able to use 10,000 of them. You know what's so funny is is I recently put into my, uh, uh, into my arsenal was a tin coffee can and a shoebox. <laughs> you know what? Like when I'm moving, maybe like, that's, I wait a minute, maybe that's where my journal. I was like, I gotta fucking get rid of these shoe boxes. <laughs> like, why do I save shoe boxes? Oh, they're good to put stuff in. But it's like, no, I don't need all these shoe boxes. And I'm putting the shoe box into another box, you know? Well, it was so funny. The other day, I had cooked some uh, something in my in my um, cast iron skillet, and it had a bunch of grease in it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" So I'm walking around the kitchen, and I'm like, "What am I gonna do with all this grease?" I'm like, "I need a <laughs> I need a coffee can." Yeah. So then I realized that I haven't purchased a can of coffee. Probably since 1994. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, what have I been doing with all my grease for the last 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> I got a pickle jar uh, full of grease. Because you just can't put it down the drain, you know? Yeah, I flush mine down the toilet. I think that's just as bad as putting it down the drain. Because eventually all Is that shit really? clogs up your pipes. All right. That's why you can't put it down there. Oh. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I mean, I, unless there's some way to repurpose it, the only—I don't know. What do you do? You let it harden and then you just throw yeah, it. Yeah, I garbage? guess once it's full, you just throw it out. But I mean, theoretically, I think you could use it again if you wanted to. But I'm sure that's what these actual gourmands and shit do. Yeah. Because I usually try to strain it if I have it, but I haven't made much grease lately because I'm. Cutting out stuff like bacon, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And then... Would dogs eat it? Or make dogs Dogs sick? will eat it, but I don't think you want to give them too much of it at once. Maybe mix a little in their food, but I wouldn't really... I'd pr- you probably don't want to give it... It would probably make your dog gaseous, too. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's the last thing I need. Yeah. Um, well, I'll put a little uh, coconut oil... In their food occasionally. Okay. Yeah. Coconut oil is not bad. Skin, uh, yeah. It's supposed to be good for their skin. Uh, there's good, uh, some good Happy Days shark jumping episodes on right now. It's a Ted McGinley episode, so you know it's a <laughs> shark episode. What's the, uh, what's the, uh, what's the, the plot line? I have no clue because it's not, but he, right now, Ted McGinley's having a very serious conversation with the Fonz. <laughs> that's Richie's gone already. Yeah, right? that's why Ted McGinley came on. So it's probably what, like a 1983 is, episode or something, you know. Is he a cousin? I don't even remember. I just know he was handsome. 
I don't even think were the cutting hands even on that last. Like, didn't the whole family disappear? I'm not. Yeah, they probably aren't on here because it's very heavy on the Chachi. Yeah, Chachi's coming in. You know, this is like, yeah, yeah, later ones where Chachi was a bigger character. So Marion and Howard, they stay. For 255 episodes. Yeah, but they're probably just... Re- well, yeah, because I guess Fonz is probably still living above their garage, huh? Yep. Uh, Joni was 239 episodes. Yeah. She stayed... Well, then they had Joni 80. Loves Chachi. Um, Richie Cunningham was only on for 170 episodes. Yeah. Well, yeah, he probably wasn't on for any of those last... Like, also, when his career started taking off, he probably took... Took off even during seasons that he was on, you know? Right. Because it's got him listed as till 1984. It's got him listed as the entire run of the show. Yeah. But Ted McGinley showed up in 80. Yeah, so that, yeah, that makes sense. Because Splash came out like in 83 or something like that, right? Uh, let's see. What year is that? 83, 84. Ron Howard. Splash. Was 1984. Okay. Roscoe says from the rafters. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that Ted McGinley was on for four seasons. Oh, man. The patron saint of Jumping the Shark. Casey Cunningham? What was, who was that? That must have been a cousin. Yeah, it must have been. It's Crystal Bernard from... Uh, oh, yeah, I know her. From Wings. Yep. All right. All right, yeah. So, yeah, so you figure, you know, he's making movies and stuff, and the show's still in the air, so he's probably just popping in and out even before he officially basically left it. And I'm sure his appearance in 1984 probably accounts for like the final episode or something, you know? Right. I wonder what happens in the final episode. I don't know. I have no clue. I guess we could we could um, binge watch a bunch of Happy Days and have a whole show about that one day. <laughs> uh, listen, okay, a little update on uh, on our Muppets um, this American Life inspired Muppets episode. Uh, I'm putting together two segments. So, if you're not familiar with This American Life, it's got one theme that runs throughout, and they have various acts. Yeah. So, they'll have a prologue where they do some type of real light, um, you know, semi interview, semi story semi-conversation with somebody that's going to set the table. Yeah. So, Splash was released March 9th, 1984. So, okay. So, Ron Howard has that... spent all of 1983 making this movie. Um, so, Ron Howard left the series. He Ted McKinley joined as a new physical educa- education teacher, and he was a nephew. Okay, he was the nephew. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's what he's doing right here. Chachi just went down during the basketball game, and Ted McGinley was consoling him. He's like a basketball coach or something. And Jenny Piccolo didn't come on until that same same run. Okay. All right, well, let's get back to the Muppets analysis. Yeah, so, okay. So, I've got... um, It's a a three-act... It's a three-act show. I've got the prologue lined up. I've got act... Uh, I've got one uh, and two of the acts recorded already. Okay. I'm just waiting for the oh, final man. act. My dad was actually oh. by my house on son yesterday with my mom and my niece. Problem is, you know... I was, 
You know, I wasn't even thinking about it because they were here. Yeah. And it was kind of like I wish they really weren't here at the time. Because <laughs> you know, I, I, I was taking like, you know, they were coming to drop something off that I asked to borrow. You know, and they were picking my niece up from the zoo, which isn't far from here. And they're like, "Well, we'll come here <laughs> afterwards." But like, I woke up, you know, and I made breakfast and everything finished eating like around 11 something was chilling on the couch you know and then started like you know taking like one of those little late morning early afternoon naps and then they call around 12 something like we're on the way now and i'm like oh frig you know <laughs> you know what i'm talking about i know i know exactly so what you're talking about but that's i'm like oh i really didn't wasn't i was like oh well so i start putting on stuff because it like, start putting on my sneakers and stuff, because I knew there was yard work I had to get done. So, and then they were bringing me these hedge trimmers. And I was like, all right, I guess I just got to get all this crap done, you know? So I wasn't in the best of spirits at the time. That's okay, but that's it. That's the that's the third act. That brings it all together. Yeah, so, that sucks. <laughs> So it's in the can. It's a, or it's in post production. Okay. Or pre production. We'll get it in there in post. We'll get it in there in post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Well, on that note, it's uh, been an otherwise splendor episode before we start delving into the uh, series. Is there anything of, else uh, we gotta talk I don't know. What else you got? Well, I'll tell you this. So, I'm very sore today, like the hammies and everything, you know? And you know why I'm sore like this? Because I decided to wash my car Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how something that doesn't seem like it should make you sore makes you sore. But, you know, I'm rarely squatting. (laughs) Right. So like you wash your car and you're getting down to wash the tires and everything, you know? So like all day I'm like, oh, oh, muscles, you know? And then yesterday, you know, the the backyard just basically all weeds, you know? So I, and it's all rocky and stuff. So I just have a I bought a weed whacker. And I thought my arms were gonna be sore from that because the first time I'd ever done it, they were, but you know, I hadn't actually Weed whacked the backyard in several, several months. But, you know, I was like, oh, because I was already feeling the soreness in the hammies yesterday. And then I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to be so sore all over on Monday. But fortunately, you know, I'm not that sore. You know, what sucks is, so I'm washing the car. And the reason the whole car got washed was because the windshield on the inside had like glare on it, you know? Okay. Whereas, like, I tried to wash it months ago, and it just still had a glare. Even though I used, like, Windex and paper towel and everything. So then I Googled how to wash the windshield. And, you know, some guy had a thing. Oh, this is what you should do. You know, like a YouTube video. I was like, fuck it. If I'm going to go through all this whole process of washing the windshield, I better just wash the whole damn car. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So it was a beautiful day anyway. It was like. 70-something degrees and sunny. But I was on a fixed schedule because the Syracuse game was coming out one. Let's not even talk about that bullshit. Yeah. But um, but I got up, and I ended up, I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up. I'm going to make these banana pancakes because I had a banana left. I want to make banana pancakes, and I figured I had uh, perfected the recipe from the week before, or at least the the execution of the recipe. Uh, but then Friday night, I'm sitting at the house. It's like 11.45, and there's a message from my niece. It just says, Matt, with like three exclamation points. I'm like, fuck, she wants a ride somewhere. You know? <laughs> and I'm thinking at the time that she wants a ride to be picked up from the boyfriend's house, which is in Kenner. It's, you know, it's way far away from here. We've done the geography yes. of this relationship yes. before, and it is way the fuck out yes, there. Yes, it's way the fuck out there. And I'm like, I'm like, slow, what do you want? She's telling me she needs to get to her school. 
at 7.15 for a service project, and her mother's a nurse, so she was working overnight, and her dad works at Tulane. He goes in at 6 in the morning. You know, he's a welder, you know, physical plant mm-hmm. guy. But I was like, all right, well, at least it's not going to get her. But then I'm like, I was like 7.15, I'm still not being committed to it yet because I'm like, wait, 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 a.m.? You know, because I'm like, I don't know, maybe it could be p.m. because if you're a nurse, you know, you go in – they have to go in like at 6.30, you know, so I could see that. Yeah, yeah that's not totally unreasonable. Yeah. I, I originally thought p.m. Yeah, and she's like, a.m., I need to go for my service project. At this point, we're having this conversation. It's like midnight at this point. I'm like, I was like, all right, well, be ready. You know, I was like, be up and have your phone and everything ready. I'll be there around 7. So I set the alarm for 6.15. On a Saturday, that's an hour earlier than I get up. Well, fifty minutes <laughs> earlier than my alarm goes off on Monday through Friday. You know, right? Like how right. ridiculous is this on a friggin' Saturday? But it's probably good it happened because I, because had it not happened, even though I had all this plan about waking up early and making the banana pancakes and washing the car, and being able to see the <laughs> Syracuse basketball game and take a shower and take the dog for a good walk and then go check on the other dogs at my mom's house and friggin' get back home in time to go out to dinner with the person I'm supposed to go to dinner with at six o'clock. You know, it probably right. wouldn't have happened because in a regular world, I would have looked at the clock at eight o'clock and be like, man, it's so early. I can still stay in bed for a little bit longer. You know? <laughs> but no, I was there at seven fifteen to pick her up. You know, yeah. And I brought her to school. I came home and I, you know, chilled out for a little bit, but not too long. And I started making the pancakes. Then it was like 10, 10 o'clock, you know, start washing the car, you know, and washing cars takes longer than it seems like it should, you know, <laughs> but I get the whole thing done. Like on Thursday, there's a Walmart not far from my office. I went in there and bought you know, some equipment, you know, uh, some supplies. And I bought a can of this aerosol glass cleaner made for cleaning windshields, you know? So I got the whole car washed, which is a pain in the ass, you know? Friggin' wiping it down and rinsing and drying it off, you know? All that, and I'm ready to clean the windshields. And I pull off the cap off the can, and it's missing the sprayer. Oh, <laughs> Fuck! So uh, last uh, thing I wanted to do was have to drive all the way back to near my where my office is. Right. But of course, I you know I'm all filthy and nasty, you know, wet and sweaty, and I wet with car wash water and also sweating from being hot and doing all this, you know. And I drive on down there. Of course, there's some bogus traffic jam going on because I don't know why. Maybe they're deciding this is the good. I think they. I think they always think Saturday's a good day to do construction downtown, you know, and close <laughs> off streets for shit. Right. So, so they come. Basically, that killed a whole hour. That was basically that took a. That basically ate an hour of my day having to go down there, return the can, get a new one, and come back. You know, but then I got done everything, but it was just such a... Thank God you didn't pay for it by PayPal. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe the person in there would have been one of the cool PayPal people. No, but all I had to do was just go get the other can. I was like, and then I went and grabbed the other can. I was like, yep, it's got the sprayer on it. It was like, this is something I have to check now, that they actually have the sprayer on them. You know, I would never thought, I'm not that anal that I would ever think, Oh, let me check to see if the sprayer's on. Yeah. I'm telling my brother, he's a real wise ass, my brother Chris. I was like, yeah, because later on in the day, I'm over there, and he's there. I'm like, what are the odds of that? He's like, well, now, 100%. You know, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, so that was Saturday. Well, you know what I always say to Chris? There's two kinds of people in this world. People who have spray nozzles on their yes. glass cleaner and people who don't have spray nozzles yes. on their gas cleaner. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> exactly. Two types uh, of people in this world. Yep. 
<laughs> That's two two throwbacks. Zingers. Yeah. Zing zing. Yeah. <laughs> Good memory. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what else you got? Because Val's about to take a poop on the carpet. I have man. nothing else, man. Uh, it's a good uh, good recovery, man. I thought we were cruising along real early, and I said, you know what? Maybe we just get out of this one. Maybe we just get out of You know, it might be short, but it sure is skinny. <laughs> and then we had the technical difficulties, but we bounced back from that. Good uh, good recovery. Good sophomore effort. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks since uh, last episode had gone up, just the two of us. Um so that's up and out today. Yeah, that was the one um, from last Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's good to go. This will we'll put this up uh in a couple of days, maybe get a little uh get a little two for bounce by the end before the end of the month and nice. shoot those downloads up. So everybody keep downloading. We appreciate yeah. it. Download, We're back on download track. one for everyone in the family, Fredo. <laughs> put on your wife's phone, your kids' phones, all of them. Everybody. Yep. Go to the corporate headquarters. <laughs> right? He's got a corporate headquarters, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The so World International Headquarters of Fredo Inc. <laughs> Whatever their business <laughs> operation is called. Uh, all right. All right. Val is uh, really pushing the envelope here. Um, on that note, with apologies to Girk's brother. We'll see you guys next week. Good night, Fredo. Keep downloading.